0: I was living in a devil town.
1: I didn't
0: know it was a devil town. Oh, Lord, it really brings me down about the devil
2: town. Special edition of the Devil's Junkie podcast. This is Ralph Ameson. I am here at Casa de Chile. Uh, And we just left Arizona State University where Nikhil Harry... The prize five-star recruit from three years ago just declared uh, that he would forego his senior season and uh, and become eligible for the 2019 NFL Draft. I wanted to get into a little bit of what this means for Arizona State, what it means for Nikhil Harry, Um, but first uh, I want to talk to somebody who's been covering Nikhil for the last five years. Um, I was there when you guys met uh you know he he, he's he's been a special player he's been an absolute blast to watch he's been great for the Arizona high school football community he's been good for the Arizona State University football community um and he's a special young man so I just wanted to get uh Chili your your take and your reaction to the news that Nikhil Harry has declared for the NFL draft
3: um you know you never think that this uh opportunity is going to come you never know like Uh, how things are going to play out. I remember being there for Nikhil Harry when he uh, committed to ASU. So, you know, I always told him and we always kind of like joked about it back and forth. um, When he declares to go pro, would I be there for that moment too? And um, as it started to approach um, at the beginning of this season, you know, I started to think, I started to appreciate games more. And, you know, there's... No way that I could miss this moment, so um you know i I hit you up yesterday. I said you know it's gonna happen, so um you know you know if you're going i I'm, I'm i'm gonna go so man, it, it was surreal um I sat right behind his uh i sat- sat right behind his grandmother and man, like you watch a kid grow up uh you meet a kid in the Filiberto's ordering a bean and cheese burrito and um, a skinny, lanky at the time six, two and a half maybe. You watch him grow an inch and a half and put on you know <laughs> 50 pounds of muscle and become this you know monster out on, on the gridiron and it, it's it's just surreal like there, there, there's just so many things about the kid that just make him amazing. And part of it is this journey that he's on and his uh, his desire to give back to those that have supported him.
2: Now, he had a pretty decorated career at Arizona State. I think Brad Denny tweeted out that he was maybe third in receptions and third in uh, receiving yards. Fifth in receiving touchdowns, I think, um, is, is what Brad had said uh, the the people that he uh, is behind um, they each had four years to play. He had three, and um, I mean, where do you think his place is in in Arizona State football history? Because you know Jalen Strong and Derek Hagan, they both say they point to him as he has more talent than us. He could be bigger than us. Obviously, Derek Hagan was part of some special teams uh and and had great production went on to have a productive career in the nfl and jalen strong was part of winning arizona state uh football i think maybe two double digit win seasons and had really really special times including the jail mary right so um where do you put Nikhil harry in the hierarchy of uh, arizona state receivers I mean, do you have to wait? Is it one of those things where you weigh in their, how they do as a pro, or do you, can you just isolate their college experience?
3: Um, Hagen, was, Hagen was a four-year kid, right? Yeah. Um, Jalen Strong came from a JUCO.
2: Came from a JUCO, played two years, and then left early.
3: Right. So I want people to understand this. Nikhil Harry came here straight out of high school, played day one. Played day one. Had a three-year career here, and it's probably better than everybody else's. Better than Hagen's because his was only three years, and he left this imprint on us. Kind of like you know, uh, I guess people argue the Biggie vs. Pac thing. You know, Pac had the longevity; Biggie only had two albums. Um, Nikhil Harry also is going to be better than Jalen Strong because Nikhil Harry came here as a boy. Jalen Strong, when he arrived here, he was already kind of grown. He already had a, had some experience. That's fair. You know. Um, And so I don't want to take anything away from uh, Hagan or Strong, and I think I can manage to do that in saying Nikhil Harry's number one, just because, you know, the, the path that he kind of chose. Plus, let's not forget, he's now the face of Arizona State football, and he has Arizona State on his driver's license. Yeah, yeah, there is that. This first driver's special. license comes with the state of Arizona tattooed on it.
2: Yeah, you had Jalen Strong from Philadelphia, uh you had Derek Hagen come in from California, so there's that little bit of extra uh to it. I mean it, you you can't deny that the guy's special. And I told you I was gonna ask this before we start a recording. Uh what is your favorite or maybe a couple of your favorite Nikhil Harry moments at, at Arizona State?
3: Man, I don't know if I have I don't know if I have just one. Um you know I've tried to just embrace the second that he got onto campus like I've just tried to embrace um watching him play and it's been you know it's not just him it's Chase Lucas and uh Tyler Johnson some of these kids that I've seen in high school um watching what kind of put him on that quote unquote map I feel like uh you know nationally uh that catch against uh UTSA um where he kind of reverse field and stuff like that. Um, watching him start start to handle punt duties, um, evolve his game, uh, using him as a, as wildcat. Like watching him this last year has been so special because of the evolution and the change of his game. Um, seeing him seamlessly like make the transition from uh, Coach Graham to Coach Edwards, uh, embracing two different uh, philosophies of coaching. I I have just enjoyed wa- just watching him. Absorb everything that Arizona State has had to offer him. Um, it, it's been amazing to watch the growth. Uh, I man, he he's he's just a good kid, and you always just want to see the best for them.
2: I'll tell you, my favorite thing um, is when a cornerback has success against him, and then that's the first thing they want to talk about after the game. So my favorite thing about Nikhil Harry isn't even any. I mean. What he did as a freshman against Utah was incredible—the punt return and the catch this year against USC. You know that that was something else. Um, he, I think he had a touchdown catch. I think maybe from Dylan Sterling Cole against UCLA <laughs> as a freshman <laughs> yeah, in the back of the end so. zone was uh, pretty wild. I mean, he he's done some really special things, but I don't. I expected that. I think you expected that. Um, I think when people are wowed by those things, you know, to us, it's just like, oh, that's that's what he does. Um, but I talked to Thomas Graham Jr. after this last Oregon game where Nikhil dropped a couple of balls, uh, and Thomas Graham was credited with six pass breakups and I took a bunch of heat on Twitter for saying they should go at Thomas Graham every single time because I watched Nikhil dominate him when I was out with him at the Rivals 5-star Challenge in Baltimore, Maryland Um, you know and I watched him destroy Thomas Graham last year when, when Arizona State hosted Oregon and won that game and after the game you know Thomas Graham just said like all I could think about was stopping Nikhil that's the kind of stuff that I love I love when he became when when he becomes the focal point of a defense's game plan or the measurement of success for any defensive back for them to say like, you know, even that dude. And I, I know that, you know, there was a lot of animosity toward what happened at Colorado, but that guy that came off the sideline and blew Nikhil up. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That guy, even after the game, when he mentioned it, he I, you can tell he's going to remember knocking Nikhil out for the rest of his life. Like it's that whole thing of like, people know who the King is. And they know that they can get shine by coming at the king. Like, seeing Nikhil attain that level of status while still knowing who he is as a person. Just a very good, very humble, very giving, very grounded person who is not perfect. He's not perfect. He's made a... Nikhil Harry is one of the people that you can see that he's actually put effort into growing as a human being. Yeah, over the no last doubt. three years at Arizona State, you know, he's not not perfect. I don't want to sit here on this podcast and say like he's just the best young man in the entire world, but the, you know, there's this line from Friday Night Lights when uh, you know Vince Howard is played by Michael B. Jordan, sitting in Coach Taylor's office, and uh, and and Coach Taylor says to him, "It's in the trying, it's in the trying," and that's what Nikhil Harry does. He tries to be a better person day Every in and day, day out. So, like, knowing that he, what kind of person he is and knowing what kind of person he tries to be and also looking at uh, looking at him also kind of on the field be the villain for all these guys. Like, you know, that's the guy we got to take out if we want to have a chance. It's just been a really cool juxtaposition. I love that he has attained that threat-level status um, for opposing defensive coordinators. Uh, this brings me to this. Uh, they did not answer the question of whether or not he'll play in the bowl game. Um... You and I have had multiple conversations about this. Should he play in a bowl?
3: Um I don't I don't know. Like I I've, I've kind of I'm kind of mixed opinions on it right now. Um I think that the the bowl game has to mean something. So like, I mean, I feel like if it's a maybe if it's against like a Boise State or something where they can avenge what happened a couple years ago, um maybe it's worthwhile. If it's another, you know, El Paso bowl game against, um, I, I don't know, like Duke or somebody so run-of-the-mill, I, I, I'd say let him sit. If it's against Virginia, why not? Like, this is an opportunity to get yeah. on the field against Bryce Perkins, you know, your, your quarterback. I mean, I know Manny's his quarterback or whatever, but... Like Bryce Perkins is his quarterback, like from high school. Exactly, and, you I think know, they want I to a championship game. If he so. has a
2: chance to play against Bryce Perkins, I think that I have a feeling that he'll maybe at he least takes
3: make it. a cameo. He probably won't do punt return duties, but right. like he'll at least
2: like step on the field to make some catches and I, something, you know. Selfish? Do you want him to play? I don't want him to play. I mean, I, I, I think that you could see the hesitation in his in his book i mean he was here let's let's pause a second to hear what he had to say because i asked him a question i asked him a question because it was obvious he was sitting up there you know most guys i think realizing a lifelong nfl dream you know would be up there all smiles and Nikhil harry who is a guy who is all smiles all the time you think you could i think you could see that he was a little bit conflicted about potentially leaving some of his teammates behind so i asked him a, a question about exactly that and let's hear his response a win or lose, you've been uh, one of the last guys off the field every single week, uh, talking to fans, greeting fans, shaking kids' hands, taking pictures with whoever. Usually, a staff member has to come and get you and drag you back into the locker room. I mean, that that being said, knowing you know how much you like to be on that field at Sun Devil Stadium, how hard is it to to make this decision to,
1: to to leave some teammates behind to pursue your dream? This this was an extremely hard decision, you know, to walk away from that field out there. Um, Like I said, this university has has given me everything I've ever wanted, Um, and and, you know those fans have been great to me. You know, when when I stay after games, when I when I talk to kids, when I give them some of my gear, I get pure joy from that. I really enjoy doing doing things like that for people. Um, You know, that that's that's how I was raised to give back. Um, You know, not to be selfish. You can't think about yourself all the time. know, and, 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 you know, I'm very blessed to, to have a grandmother that, that raised me like that, to, to make me aware of all the things that I'm aware of. And, and you know, it's, it's just been a blessing to be in the position that I'm in.
2: So what do you think about that? I mean, he, he, he had a lot of positive things to say about Arizona State, obviously, and, and, and his experience here and how much he likes to give back. Um Do you feel like he was conflicted at all about this decision? Something we we've always known he was going to be the first opportunity that he had to take care of his grandma. He was going to take it. But do you think he feels maybe a little bit of guilt about this decision? Um, I I don't want to
3: say guilt, but you know torn though a little bit. Yeah, I I think you know there there's a little um, there's a little uh, conflict inside him. I think you know uh, it's what 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 if you know. I, I know every every player takes the field and they think they're bulletproof, but that what if in the back of their mind has to you know creep in at some point. What if something happens? What if the worst happens? Yeah. What's at stake? And I mean, you know he's got so he's got some of his teammates, some of that he grew up with like Chase Lucas that you know he's gone to war with. Uh, you know obviously Manny Wilkins is very
2: very close to him or whatever and so let's talk about that. Manny Wilkins up on the stage with him. And very much, like, I've got his back. Hold hold on. So I've beat up
3: Manny Wilkins so many times on on full-length podcasts. I'm going to take this little bit of time to give some love to Manny for something that, you know, for a long time I have said that, you know, I'm not sure if Manny is a real leader. And Manny did something today that kind of, Makes me rethink my position on that. A reporter asked them both, said, Nikhil Manny, um, what are your thoughts on this? This is blah blah blah, whatever. And Manny defers and says, You know what, bro? It is your day. Manny looks down, stays silent, and lets Nikhil answer the question. Maybe there's some growth in Manny too, you know. And I, I don't want to make the mini cast about Manny, but like. You know, since we're brought that up, I just had to take this moment to say, wow, you know, I was surprised because I feel like, you know, um, a manny of past might have, you know, unknowingly not trying to take the spotlight, but just answered the question.
2: Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that, I think that relationship has become something that's very important to both of them. Um, you know, they were roommates. Right. And, uh, and I think that there's been growth uh, between, just between them and their relationship. But Manny Wilkins is up there, and he just has Nikhil's back 100%. And then you have Herm Edwards up there. And uh, it was almost like, when has there ever been a time when somebody could declare for the NFL draft... And then you have like a former NFL head coach who spent a decade making picks and then spent a decade like evaluating the picks that other people made to be there to shepherd somebody making the choice to move on. And and, and Herm Edwards said on the radio before this ever happened this morning, he said, um, no matter what, 100 percent of the time, I'm always going to side with the player uh, because I was a player. So you have Herm Edwards, who was a player, who was a coach, who was a talent evaluator, and is now a college coach, watching Nikhil Harry declare uh, for the NFL draft. He set this press conference up so they could get all the speculation out of the way before Herm Edwards goes and hits the ground recruiting. Um, me, to me personally, I don't think there was a better that I don't think there is a better person to make sure that Nikhil Harry is protected in this process and also understands this process than a guy who has spent the last twenty years living that process
3: yeah I mean um whether he spent 20 years or you know two years up up at the next level I mean it's cool it was cool that Herm Edwards was there uh you know I I wish um Herm would have been a little bit more definitive on the on the bull thing one way or the other
2: and which you and I talked about you you and I talked about this last night that I said I wish Herm Edwards would come out and take the bullet for Nikhil and say, he's not going to play in the bowl game, and it was my call. And then when they were wishy-washy on whether or not he would play in the bowl game, I start to get to think, like, maybe it's about a competitive advantage for whoever they end up playing against in the bowl to have them prepare like they have to See kill. Uh, take on a kill. But I still feel like ultimately the decision is going to be to, like you said, either make a cameo or not, not really play much at all. Yeah, you know, so I I get where you're coming from, because I felt I want I I, my desire was that Herm Edwards would come out and say, before you ask anything about whether or not he's playing in the bowl, I'm telling him that he can't. I'm trying to protect his value as a former NFL player, as a former NFL coach. I love this university, and I'm trying to win games at this university. But this young man has given everything that he can, and everything that that you could hope for as a fan, and uh, to to his benefit. And if you've seen Nikhil Harry's Instagram stories this year, where he has an ice bag on every single joint of <laughs> his body, yeah. when well, you know the beating his thigh took in in that hit in Colorado, and the fact that he's had to miss a bunch of practices because of it, you know, for Herm to come out and just say like, "Oh, he's not going to play," would have been. Um, would have been a good thing, but leaving that door open, it makes it makes me feel like maybe he's also supporting Nikhil and saying like, look, it's your choice. Um, and maybe Nikhil chooses to, to participate.
3: You never know. Yeah. You know, I'm just, uh, like I said, I just wish it would have been a little, a little more definitive. Like even if you would have just, even if he would have just said, Hey, at this point right now,
2: we're planning on having him, we're
3: planning on having him play, you know, like, I, I just I just wish it would have been, you know, it, it didn't have to be so, you know, on the fence. Like, you didn't have, yeah. like, you, like, you yourself didn't know because I feel like they know. Right. And even if they're lying to me and they say for now, like, hey, look, he's practicing right now. He's treating it as, you know, um, regular practice week. Uh, you know, cool. And then let's all move on.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I feel you there. But at the same time, as somebody who can tell Nikhil what. Or, he- hey, we're
3: shutting him down.
2: Yeah. But you, you know what the, the, this NFL draft interview process is like. It, it's intense. It's humiliating. It's super in-depth. It, it can be absurd at times.
3: But what can they ask this kid that, like, you know, he would have to be so embarrassed about?
2: Nothing, but, but battles are won in preparation, right? Battles are won in preparation. There, there's not going to be anybody. You look at Ray Anderson, who was an agent. You look at Herm Edwards, who was a coach, a talent evaluator, someone who had to, to draft teams, and then somebody who was in a position to coach Under Armour All-American games and then actually get field phone calls. I'm like, hey, what are these guys like away from the field? You know, you had Herm Edwards go up there through a checklist of all of the things that Nikhil Harry would check off you know he's up there vouching for him in public, and let's actually hear what what Herm Edwards had to say uh, when he was vouching for Nikhil.
4: Well, there's there's a couple components uh, as far as the draft. Uh, first, is uh, the skill set of the position that the player is going to play. Um, how does he match up uh, that way? It'll be height, weight, speed, all the all the you know the variables you take when you look at a, at an athlete. Uh, then the second thing is um, his competitiveness is he willing to compete um, check that box uh, does he prepare himself uh, when he is not in the building uh, when he's off the field check that box in the community does he have any issues in the community is there any red flags of him being obviously socially uh, in social problems outside the community is he has he been arrested? Has he done this? It, well, check, check that box off, now. Uh So there's a lot of boxes that he checks off. And probably the biggest box of all that he checks off, and, and I've discussed it with the pro guys, is that he loves to compete. It's a different football, the next level. It's all about competition, and you got to compete every day. It's no longer a hobby. It's your career and you get judged on performance and how you compete every day. That's why it's so difficult for guys that leave the college ranks to play professional football. It's not a hobby anymore. You have to go take someone's job. It's not like I can wait till the guy graduates. They don't graduate, you have to cut somebody. And they have to have that mentality that when you come into training camp, um, that you're playing against a, a seasoned guy that has a lot of experience. You have talent, but you have no experience. The game is much faster. The playbook gets much longer. This becomes your life. You have to invest in it. He's done that. He's done that as a college player. I mean, if you go to practice and watch him practice, you can see why he performs well. It's on the field. You can just go, all right, tell scouts come to practice, watch one, just watch how he practices. So all you gotta look. Does he love the game of football? He loves the game of football. There's a lot of guys that, like what football provides them. They don't really like football. He likes football. He likes to compete. So that, that's the big check. Because now they're going to pay you a check. <laughs> and they want to know that the guy they're paying, he really likes this stuff. This is hard. This football thing's hard. It's easy to play in the game. But when you come to work every day, are you preparing to win? He prepares to win.
2: So there you have Herm Edwards, and he's talking about all of the things that Nikhil would would. Uh, would do as far as you know you'd be able to check that off if you're an NFL GM which brings me to ask you the question and neither one of us are NFL draft experts watch a lot of college football we see a lot of talented kids I see him as a somewhere between 10 to 20 um, first round pick I was about a round off on what I thought that uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Strong would be drafted but they are very different players um, wh- where 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 do you see Nikhil Harry potentially? if Nikhil going?
3: Harry one isn't one of the first two receivers taken then i will go on record saying that whoever drafted a different receiver ahead of him is an idiot idiot like yeah idiot you you are are
2: very very not bright
3: football iq
2: isn't very high or or you might have the the speed lovers because the speed lovers don't always they don't always draft for the whole package, right? You know, you have the like the Raiders, the Raiders, oh, and look yeah. at where the Raiders are. And you know what's crazy is that the Raiders have three first-round picks, and Raiders fans are the ones in my mentions asking, like, "Hey, we we'd love to have Nikhil Harry, and I think that'd be a, a decent home raid." Derek Hagan played there, right? Like, I, I would hate
3: for Nikhil to go to the Raiders. Um, target, <laughs> places that places that I honestly would like to see Nikhil go to, and Raiders fans are probably gonna hate this. I'd love to see him go to the Niners. I'd love to see him uh, maybe go to like come home to the Cardinals Um, it
2: rarely works out like that but you 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 are in a situation where you know you never know you never know then the the Cardinals have a terrible offensive line and they'll probably try to address that
3: Um, yeah but I think like the mentorship of like Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk would benefit him greatly plus like um I'm guessing Larry Fitzgerald probably has two years left and I think that Larry's praise for Nikhil was a sign like you know hey this is, this is the kid that I'd like to mentor.
2: And since we're talking about uh, Larry Fitzgerald's praise for Nikhil Harry, here's what Nikhil Harry had to say about that praise. So I have him maybe 10 through 20, maybe around the 15. I think there's probably four wide receivers that are first-round worthy. Uh, Jerry Judy might be one of them. I think there's a, another kid from Ole Miss, I think. Um, and you're, you're saying that if that regardless of where he's picked in the first round, that he needs to be one of the first two receivers taken. If the first receiver is taken number 20, he should definitely be the next guy.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm projecting honestly, though, I I think Nikhil Harry's going to be a top 10 pick. I I, I would be stunned. He's got the size. uh, His hands are second to none. Um, I think showcasing him a little bit as a punt returner has been huge. Uh, I mean, you put your game breakers back there. So... I mean I I just I just can't see him falling. I can't see him falling below 12. Uh the Seahawks, I'd love to see him go to like the Seahawks or the Niners or, you know, the Cardinals or like one of those teams, maybe the Broncos or something. Um even the Patriots. Like I I just want to see him go somewhere um that he's not going to be uh distracted or there's not going to be too much craziness. They have good leadership. Um Which is why, like, one, I don't want to see him in Oakland. I don't need to see him in East Oakland and, you know, dealing with all that madness. Uh, I don't, you know, as much as I would love to see him bleed blue for my New York Giants, I don't need OBJ messing my boy up. Um, And I like like Odell Beckham Jr. I just, you know, sometimes I I just don't want the extra. I, I want to just see Nikhil have a great career, get a good get a good mentor. Yeah. Um and he doesn't need that mentor forever. So he doesn't need a young mentor like Odell Beckham Jr. He needs like a mentor like uh like a Larry Fitzgerald. You know, hang around for 2 years, groom him and then you know, pass that torch to uh Nikhil and let Nikhil and Christian run the show and two Arizona boys wearing that Arizona red like I, I don't know, I'm excited. All right.
2: So here's Let's talk about this because this is something that you and I actually are experts in and and can talk great length about, and that's what this means for the state of Arizona. Um, Because Arizona State has let quite a few people get away. Um, I mean, here are the statistics. Over the last 10 NFL drafts, there have been 31 players, 31 players from the state of Arizona picked in the NFL draft. Uh, okay. three of those went to Arizona State
3: so okay. and how many of them are from like they're they're all from the state of Arizona three of them went to Arizona State
2: yeah so 31 Arizona okay. high school players have been drafted in the last 10 years in the NFL draft okay. only three of them went to Arizona State okay. and to, only two of them committed to Arizona State out of high school those are Kyle Williams who committed uh, from the class of 2006 uh, out of uh out of chaparral high school uh who was a late uh nfl pick and then dexter davis out of thunderbird who had a cup of coffee in the nfl i think he was a seventh round draft pick you also had christian westerman but he went to auburn out of high school and then came back to asu and ended up a fifth round pick of the cincinnati Bengals, uh where i think he still is today and you know arizona state is in the midst of another recruiting class where the top guys who might Ultimately, end up in the NFL. Um, whether that's Spencer Rattler or Jake Smith or Braden Lyrock, they're all leaving. Um, they're all leaving the state. And so, you know, when you look at a guy like Nikhil Harry, who will end up being the very first day one NFL draft pick to go to high school and college uh, in high school in Arizona, college at Arizona State since Mike Pollock. Mike Pollock out of Corona del Sol was a second-round pick, back in 2008. So, so it'll be 11 years from the last time that Arizona State had a local get drafted on the first day of the NFL draft. Well, now
3: the first day is just the first round.
2: Exactly, exactly. Uh, but even then, we talk about DJ Foster didn't even get drafted, and he was a you know, and and he's still in the NFL now. Um, but I think it's a really big deal for recruits to know, hey, if I want to get to the NFL. I can I can stay home. Yeah. Right. And Nikhil Harry, here. Let's let's pause for a second because Nikhil Harry actually talked a little bit. I asked him about what uh, what he had to say just about the state of Arizona in general and what that could mean for recruits in the future. You're gonna break potentially a long streak of uh, Arizona State players who um, uh, who came from a local high school, went to Arizona State, and then went potentially in the first day of the NFL draft. I think the last time was. Mike Pollock, 11 years ago, so what message do you have just for, for you know, just the state of Arizona? You know, was it, was it worth it for you to stick around, to go through this experience where so many other people have, have gone elsewhere to find their path?
1: It was, it was 100% worth it, you know, this state has given me so much, um, you know, being just, just a kid from a small island, ending up in, in Arizona, you know, this this state means, means the world to me. Um, and, you know, when I was going through my recruiting decision, I was weighing my options and, and I was thinking to myself, why not Arizona State? Why can I accomplish my dreams at Arizona State? Um, and, of course, my grandmother was a part of that decision because I wanted to stay close. I wanted, I wanted to have her support. I wanted her to, to, to see my game. I wanted all my friends to come see me play. And, you know, that's, that's what kept my confidence up a lot of the time. You know, when I was going through some things, I was, I was close to all the people I needed to be close to. And, you know, whenever I needed advice, whenever I needed to talk to, to anybody, they were always right there. And, you know, just, just I'm just so thankful for this university and, and the opportunity that gave me.
2: So ASU Chile has not had a lot of success in this area. Kyle Williams, Dexter Davis. I mean, the early 2000s were rich, very rich, with NFL talent that, was, that went high school, Uh, college ASU, and then ultimately to the pros. Some of those were guys that ASU missed on. They walked on and they turned them into NFL players like Adam Archuleta, Levi Jones, who I think is the highest uh, of of the last 20 years to be. Uh, But, you know, you had Zach Miller, you had um, Todd Heap, uh, and Terrell Suggs. You know, so it, it, in the late '90s, early 2000s, it was a big deal for a local guy to be able to go to Arizona State and then end up in the NFL. But now it hasn't happened in the last decade. Uh, the kids that are that, that Arizona State are recruiting now were in kindergarten or first grade when Mike Pollock was being drafted out of ASU, so they have That's no crazy. context at all for for any of this. What do you think there will be a Nikhil Harry ripple effect as far as local recruiting for the elite prospects?
3: Um. When you well, say Nikhil Harry Ripple effect, like I mean, we've got to keep in mind that like we already have like Connor Soley, Ricky Pearsall, some of these guys like in the fold already. Are you talking about like now that Nikhil has declared for the draft will be a first round pick,
2: will I'm we talking get a about
3: bump in recruitment because I'm talking
2: about unanimous top five guys in the state. Because while Connor Soli is great, he's in nobody who rates anyone's top ten. Same with Ricky Pearsall as far as people who are in the state. So you're talking about the Spencer Rattlers, We're talking Jake about Smiths. the Spencer Rattlers. We're talking about the uh, Brett Smiths. Johnsons, the Jake Smiths, Brayden uh the heavy hit. Guys that they went after the with Ty all Robinsons. their might. Oh, Ty Robinson, absolutely. Well, and Ty the-
3: Robinson still on the fence. Obviously, we lost out on Braden Lybrock. Obviously, we lost out on Jake Smith. Obviously, we lost out on uh, Spencer Rattler. But you yourself, and we've talked about this on vlogs and stuff like that, have seen... Brett Johnson make cameos at Sun Devil Stadium, right. and if which Charlie, I
2: think is a big thing. If Charlie Ragel gets this uh, Northern Arizona University job, then, then maybe there's a chance that ASU sneaks in and steals a guy like Brett Johnson. Also, Noah Pola-Gates is an elite-level player who has relationships with Chase Lucas and with, with Nikhil Hare. So maybe the ripple effect could be a guy like Noah Pola-Gates who is weighing ASU against Alabama the way that Brandon Reese did.
3: Well, I talk, so I talked to Noah Pola-Gates um a couple weeks back and he loves asu he absolutely loves asu and um i don't i don't want to compare but i would go on a limb and say you know uh when talking to him about it his passion for asu was about the same level as chase lucas's in high school when i talked to chase
2: Noah Gates reminds me of if Chase, instead of being injured for his whole senior year, had switched to defense. That's fair. Got I mean, a year head start on, and he's a hitter, so he could be good. But you you also have guys on the roster like KJ Jarell who haven't really panned out yet. But I, so it's not just really about making an opportunity Ayers. yet. Todd, 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 Graham, Todd Graham went in and got some of these dudes, but it's about getting them to the NFL. And which is one of the reasons why Ray Anderson made the coaching switch in the first place, because Ray Anderson was completely embarrassed by the fact that DJ Foster could have the career that he had and then watch DJ Foster go undrafted. And so that's not
3: on the coach though, that's on that's on NFL draft analysts. That's right. On NFL front
2: offices, that's where they project those kids. But if you can grease the wheels, if you can have any control over the process whatsoever, Ray in Ray Anderson's head was I'm gonna try to do that. Ray Anderson's an NFL guy. Herm Edwards is an NFL guy. You know for a fact that Herm Edwards is going to be on the phone with NFL GMs. You know, and, and are that's, you implying? And I'm just
3: asking because we're friends. Are you implying that Todd Graham couldn't have gotten Nikhil Harry into the NFL? Because Nikhil's going to do that on his own, whether it's Herm no. Edwards, Todd Graham, Hell you, no. me, or whoever.
2: No, I, I could have been the coach. That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Yeah no I I'm, I'm I'm saying that for uh, for others that I'm saying that it had more to do with with past issues than it did with with potential future issues. Nikhil was always going to be fine. This is about Chase Lucas. This is about this is about the the guys that are coming up and maybe 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 it was just one of those things that Ray Anderson could throw in as an added bonus to hiring his friend. I will give you that. But there 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 is something to be said for having someone that has those connections. Herm Edwards has those connections and if you look if if you are because whether or not they that uh, they do anything for Nikhil Harry or not, whether or not they do anything for Nikhil Harry or not, they're gonna use him as a marketing tool. You and I both know that. So when you walk into somebody's living room as Herm Edwards and you say like look Nikhil Harry was drafted in the first round me as an NFL guy, I was able to really help guide him through the process. He can bust out his phone and say, here are the 22 NFL GMs that I've called in the last week just to shoot the shit with. Like, that type of stuff could add to, ultimately, a ripple effect of having someone come out of the state of Arizona and then go to Arizona State and then go to the NFL.
3: And so, getting back to, like, your original question of that ripple effect, you know, maybe it helps out with... um... I don't know. I mean, the only one that I can really help out with right now is if something happens with Coach Regal and he moves to NAU, and maybe we can sneak in and get Brett Johnson or one of those talented athletes that's going to Cal or Ty Robinson, who's still available and has yeah. his fifth visit open. He's but leaving they, that open. Yeah, but
2: they, and, but they're talking. They're also talking about these twenty twenty kids too. So they're they're really worried about <laughs> what's going to be happening. Next year, who are the big boys in 2020? Who are the big boys in 2021? You are the only person I know that has gone out to see all the elite 2022 kids. Those are the people that they're concerned about, right? And
3: you know who I think that that might help out the most? 2022 kid Sean Miller over at Saguaro. Like, I know he looks up to Nikhil. So, I mean, I think that this might be a situation where, like, it's easy for Arizona State to jump in super early. And I know jumping in super early is like the thing now. And go to a Sean Miller and say, hey, you know, Nikhil Harry, you know, came to ASU was a home hometown kid. Kids are committing as sophomores or putting their verbals out there like like yeah. Spencer Rattler did. Maybe this is an opportunity to get somehow in contact with
2: like Sean Miller and They already had the Desert Vista Grubs kid out on the sideline. The young Grubs. They had both brothers out there, but they had the freshman running back. So I mean they, they know about some of these they know about some of these younger guys and I think that it's possible that Nikhil Harry will. Have some pull there. The last thing that I wanted to bring up before we we for this po- podcast comes to a close is just uh, just Nikhil Harry as a person. Um, you and I met him at a at a filiberto's. Apparently, we didn't know the whole stuff. We met him at a filiberto's. After there's a, there's me. a
3: lot of pieces that go to this. That I'm trying to like yeah, investigate yeah, yeah. right now, and I'm gonna put it out on a vlog. So I, I want to put that right. out there first before, so, before we start butchering this right now. Because uh, I want to make sure I have everything out there. Right. So
2: so we've always told the story. The base, the, the way that we, we remember it is we were at Filibertos after a game. You and I have gone out to high school games together yeah. for six straight years now uh, every Friday night. And uh, we're at a Filibertos in Tempe. And there's some Marcos kids in there. And they came up to us. And they said, you guys need to know about this kid that's on our team. That right. kid was Nikhil Harry. Now, now, there's some addition to the story of maybe the people that came up to us were, were also so, very, so, very high-level prospects. Right. So I, we didn't recognize them at the time. Uh, but they said, you know, so we met Nikhil Hare that that night, introduced ourselves, said, Yeah, we'll track your progress and everything like that. So we followed what he did at Marcos and he transferred to Chandler. We followed his journey. I went out to Colorado with them. We watched them win a championship. We watched his ups and downs in high school. He threw a in his first game at Chandler, he, he threw a punch. He had to miss the next game. You know, he he missed a, a playoff game, which he regrets to this day, um, for some academic issues, uh, where they ultimately ended up losing before they had an. an but he learned throw. from it. He those were, learn those from were learning the, opportunities that he grew yeah, from. He was able to qualify. He was able to go to Arizona State. Um, I talked to him the night before he committed. Him and I talked for an hour, and he just talked about how you know. We, he was making changes in his life that he had got baptized that he was refocused that he was a hundred percent focused on doing everything he could to just be a better person to ultimately give back to his grandma who moved him here you know from the Caribbean as a young child to raise him in the states and make sure that he had that he had opportunities you know she's been taking care of him all along, and his sole focus this whole time has just been to 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 make sure that he does what and and it always it has always been easy for him especially somebody who didn't he's had a lot of people want to help him so I mean he's 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 never been without people wanting to give him the right guidance. He's constantly been surrounded by good people, but still sometimes your conditioning really factors in not having his dad and mom around and everything like that. So you know he he hasn't always made the best decisions, and he he went through it at Arizona State. He, you know he had times where he got into it with the coaches. He had times where he was late to stuff, and ultimately you know would, would you know that Oregon State game I think was his freshman year that he had to miss part of the Oregon State game, you know, he's he's had issues even when Herm Edwards first came on staff where they had to get on the same page. Uh but again, he's somebody who takes those things, learns from them, tries to grow from it and tries to become a better person. And um I am. Uh, I'm just very impressed with the the sophomore in high school that we met, the journey that he's been on since then, and how he's allowed guys like Roy Lopez, his coach at Marcos, Sean Aguano, to speak, you know, into his life. Todd Graham, and then ultimately, you know, in his time with, with Herm Edwards and Rob Likens, um, and to watch the man he's become, and I'm I'm very 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 happy that he's going to have the opportunity to fulfill his goal of providing for his grandmother.
3: I uh, you know it it's just, it's just crazy. Like you said, like we, we met this kid at a at a at a Filiberto's ordering a bean and cheese burrito and hanging out with his friends after a football game. Um We're still trying to investigate and figure out, you know, who that celebrity uh quartet of friends really is. They
2: introduced us, yeah. Right. Yeah, apparently we um, don't know the whole story.
3: Yeah, so uh, we're still trying. To, we're still trying to figure that out. As some people are making claims as to have been the person to to know, introduce yeah, us. Yeah. So um, you know, it's just been surreal to watch the journey. Um, you know, I, I remember, I remember me and you on the on the phone with each other about Nikhil Harry not playing in the playoff game, and uh, seeing some tweets and stuff like that. Um, when asked where Nikhil Harry was, uh, I remember. You know, um, man. I'm an Arizona State grad twice, so I remember you know getting the text from Chase, um, early, early November, when he told me him and Nikhil were ready to commit to ASU, and they want they wanted us to be there to cover it and stuff. I like watched that.
2: the video. I watched the video the other day where they. Uh, where Chase was injured but after a game they told you like hey Chili you're going to know before anybody where we decide to go and that, that, that always cracked me up because we're not those guys that are out there telling people like hey we discovered this kid no and Nikhil was again like we just brought up like Todd, Todd Graham versus Herm Edwards Nikhil was always going to be fine it's just been a pleasure To see him on his journey, especially like the multi-sport stuff, watching him smash a backboard in basketball. Um, That was crazy. I'm going to be honest, man. When my daughter was in the hospital, he called me a couple of times just to make sure I was okay. He wasn't alone in that. It was a lot of the... A lot of the players who played for Iguano, you know, I don't know if he put them up to it or not, but like, you know, Kobe Taylor came out to the hospital. You know, Chase was reaching out to me, uh, Nikhil was reaching out to me. That's just the kind of people that that they were, and so I've always kind of, you know, rooted for him uh, just to be successful. Not that it was never going to be the case, but rooted for him to be successful just because you know what he, kind of steward he's going to be with his success. Because you know what kind of person he is. We talked to Jordan Hoyt today. And Jordan Hoyt was just able to magnificently articulate how good and humble and grounded of a person Nikhil Harry is and how happy he is for Nikhil to be the one who's going to have, you know, these blessings and that money because he'd be the right kind of person to do the right things with it. You know, he's going to be somebody who's going to be focused on giving back. And uh, and that's exciting.
3: No, no question. And, you know, that's why, like, I really hope, like, uh, he gets an opportunity to... Uh, further his career in football, around somebody like Larry Fitzgerald, so that you know Larry Fitzgerald is definitely a person of the people. Um, I've done Larry Fitzgerald's celebrity softball game for, uh, shoot, I think like the last like seven eight years. Um, I've done every year except for one. Um, I see Nikhil Harry emulating and doing something similar wherever he's at, and you know hopefully I get to be a part of that too. And you know, man, I it, it's just. It's just a lot. Like I you know, you always hope the best for these kids. And I'm not a parent. So like it it's weird all the emotions that go through me, but you and Hoad are like, Oh, this is what it's like being a parent and man, if this is what it's like being a parent, holy <laughs> holy god. Like I did I did tell I, my I just wife I don't know
2: if I'm ready. I did tell my wife that Nikhil Harry was gonna declare and take care of his grandma yesterday and she started crying and I was like, Oh <laughs> like Cause you just you I I I don't care if it's Nikhil Harry. Uh, or anybody that we have an opportunity to cover, I want good things for good people. I want to see people that put in the work thrive. No question. that's it that's always been that's always been the goal. It's been hard to be impartial and and cover Arizona state when you do have some and so some people see some of that bleed through. they think we're 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 homers, but it's not it's not about wanting to see them you know blow up on the football field. I, it's about wanting to see the investment that they make in the in in themselves translate to success in whatever they do.
3: I am a homer i I, I cover these kids. In high school, I cover these Arizona kids in high school, so I care a little bit more about them because I have a little bit more invested into them. But you get to meet these kids in college, and then you find out a little bit about their journey. One to one, you stop being like a Homer, and you just want all of them to do well. That you feel like I mean, you just, just want to all take of them to advantage do well. of their
2: opportunities. They have right. an opportunity, and you you want them to make the most of it. Not you know not everybody can. And Akil Harry's in a in a special position where he's going to be able to. Uh, Really, really appreciate everybody who listens to the Devil's Junkie podcast. Thank you so much, Chili, for for coming out there today uh, with me, taking the time to talk about Nikhil Harry. I know that it's not a chore for you at all. I know you could talk for two more hours about this guy. Facts. um, No printer. Subscribe to devilsdigest.com. This has been Ralph Amson and Chili for a special edition of the Devil's Junkie podcast. I was
0: living in a devil town.
2: I didn't
0: know it was a devil town Oh Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town All my friends were vampires Devil town
1: double nation the coaches, my teammates, all the media, all the fans, um, this has been a great ride. Um, this has been a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, um, something that I, I, I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Um, and with that being said, I'd like to forego my senior season and declare for that, the 2019
2: NFL draft.